0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Greetings to you. This is Brad Zockel with Zulon International Bible Institute. and Boy, I'm glad you came along and joined us here. As we talk some more about heaven, this podcast is dedicated solely to talking about heaven and what the Bible says about it. What did the scriptures tell us about the place that we'll be going after we leave this earth, after this life is over? That's what we look at, and so I appreciate so very much that you have come aboard want to learn some more things about what the Bible says about heaven. Got a lot of questions, a lot of people have a lot of questions on it. So let's get right to it. One of the biggest questions that we have that gets asked to our ministry and that I get asked personally is this. When the Christian guys, when we leave this earth, do we go to heaven immediately? Is there any waiting time? Uh, you know, how does this happen? And so let's talk about this. Let's go straight to the scriptures. And what does the Bible say about in the last moments of a Christian's life, what happens then? What happens after the threshold of leaving this earthly abode happens? Well, there are two passages that we can start off with, which make it very strong that we can be assured that once we leave this life, we are in the presence of Jesus immediately. The first one's found in a passage called Second Corinthians chapter five verses six through eight. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verses six through eight. And Paul says this twice in here, "When I am absent from this body, I'll be present with the Lord. That's my great desire. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." And there are people that will promote soul sleep and trying to use the scripture saying the dead know nothing. But within the context that we see, it's very, very clear. The body, the physical body will remain. When we die, the shell, which we know is our human body, will go into corruption. It will stay here. Our soul will go to heaven and the present heaven. Now, we've talked about the eternal state the new heaven and the new earth. And that's for a future podcast, a very exciting time. We'll talk about that. But right now, if we were, if Christ doesn't come back within that time and we expire, our physical body will go into the grave, but our soul will head into heaven and then we'll be there. Now, the scripture says this, once again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 6-8 through says, when we are absent from this body, we are present with the Lord. Paul repeats that. And he also says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 23, you know, I'm hard pressed between the two to be up in heaven or to be here on earth. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ for that is far better. Now he names two very very important things here. He says, first of all, if I'm in heaven, it's going to be a lot better than here on earth a lot of people were worried about heaven. This will be scary. It'll be strange. Well, Paul says, listen, that's going to be a far better situation than here. And we'll talk about the joy of the Lord that it's talking about in Matthew chapter 25, for example, and it's described as celebration in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, multitudes together celebrating. But it also says this, when I depart, if I'm departing this life, I'm going to be with Christ. That's what it says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 23. And we see that there. Now, the Bible tells us when we leave this life, and it's in the rapture, and that will be that those on earth, if Christ comes to take his children home, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and First Corinthians chapter 15 tell us about that. At that time, well then the living in Christ on earth will go, but they'll be preceded by the bodies of the previous Christians, of the previously deceased Christians. Their bodies will then join with their souls, and they'll be in a resurrected state, resurrected body. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, start about verse 51, and you'll read through and it says, Oh, listen, we we will be changed we will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at last trump and the dead in christ shall rise first we're going to meet the lord be with him be with him we're going to be with him it's instantaneous there is no such thing as there's going to be a time when you're going to have to earn your way into heaven christ paid that on the cross and in believing in him and in following him and in our loyalty to him then we see the immediacy of this in going to heaven and being with him so Paul says this. Here's my desire. He says this desire twice in here that when I leave this body, I will be in the presence of Christ. When I am absent from this shell, this physical shell, I will be with the Lord. And then in the eternal state, when our resurrected bodies are all complete after the resurrection, and then we'll be with the Lord in the new earth. And that's something that's fantastic as well. So, The first thing is is like how long does it take to get to heaven well it'll be immediate it will be immediate uh, into heaven for the believer in jesus christ and so i want you to know that that there is no waiting period or some sort of a limbo or anything along that line there's a teaching about purgatory and this is not biblical it doesn't line up with the doctrines of the bible to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord very comforting very comforting in this past year In our household, we have lost uh, some members uh, that were Christian uh, from this life, and we sorrow because we miss them here, but we're assured that they are in heaven, and they are going to be with the Lord forever. He's locked them in. John chapter 10, Jesus has them firmly in his hand, and he's holding on to them. He's not going to let them go. Romans chapter 8 says, nothing will separate them from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, along that line, I want to bring something else on here. And then somebody says, oh, great. Okay, so what we're supposed to do is we're to go to heaven, and we are to be singing forever. I mean, it actually says, after all, doesn't it tell you in the Bible that we're supposed to be serving the Lord forever, and that means it's going to be an eternal church service, singing 10,000 hymns in a row here, and then 20,000 here, and we're fatigued, and we're tired. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back. Let's go back to what we're talking about. Let's go to the scripture here. In Revelation chapter 22, and in verse 3, we have a fantastic truth, well, two of them, and it brings us to this point. It tells us in Revelation 22, there's no longer going to be any curse. So if we're talking about the the curse, the fatigue, uh, the mental strain of you know, going to church, and I'm just so tired, and I'm getting worn out, and you're saying we'll have to be in heaven forever, repeating that. Well, that doesn't sound like it's a blessing. It sounds like it's a curse. So, the first principle is in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3. It says, there's no more curse. The limitations of the mortal body are gone. I'll take you back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 54. This This mortal body will take on immortality, which means the limitations are gone. The second part of this says this, as we look at the center of our enjoyment, the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. The New Jerusalem, the headquarters of the universe in the new heaven and new earth, as we read about in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, it tells us that that's the center of the excitement that God's home in the new Jerusalem that is there in this new existence on the new earth will be there, and it says his servants will serve him. In one translation, it says his servants shall serve him. And that word in the Greek, in the Koine Greek, is latruo, latruo. And you want to hear something fantastic? Listen to this. In another translation, it uses the other definition for the very same word because there are deep definitions in this. And it says, very same verse in another translation, it says, and his servants will worship him. So the question is, well, now wait a minute. Is it his servants shall serve him or his servants shall worship him? I mean, what is lutruo? What is it? What's the Greek word? And the answer is yes, both. You see, this word in your service is your worship. And I want you to think about this. We immediately go to heaven and we're there and we're not going to sit around in an eternal bus terminal or sitting on a cloud, which is an absolutely ridiculous idea uh, brought up. It, it, there, there is activity. Look at Revelation chapter 7. It talks about celebration. Mark chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 8 talks about Uh, celebrating by and feasting and eating and enjoyment. And it talks about our learning uh, experiences. and We we, will study and we will grow in the Lord. And we see all of these truths here of in Revelation chapter five in singing and enjoying the Lord with musical instruments. And in Revelation chapter seven, it says there's no bias or prejudices among the peoples of the world that are believers all through the ages, all colors and races and cultures and uh, dialects and nations will all join together in praise and the brotherhood and the fellowship will be in the house of the Lord forever. That is Psalm 23. I'll be in the house of the Lord. And what will we be doing there in the home, as it says in John chapter 14? We're going home to be with the Lord in his Dwelling place. What does it say? We'll be serving him. We'll be active. And I see in the scripture that what you have been given as a talent here on earth, you'll be able to use in heaven. You'll be able to enjoy in heaven. You will be able to, if you are a writer right now, and that's what you absolutely are hardwired for, you'll be able to do writing in heaven. You're a builder here on earth and you love creating. You love artwork. You'll be able to do that in heaven to the glory of God. God's approved this, and you're thanking him with a thankful heart. You're enjoying him. You're one who likes to meet people. Well, you're going to have plenty. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, you can't even begin to count the people that are there, and they recognize you, and you'll recognize them, and you'll keep your identity. But you'll be serving, and your service will be worship. Yeah, I think about this. In the days of the cathedrals, I went over to England and I got to go to York and saw a gorgeous cathedral. And many is the time we read about those who have dedicated their lives to doing artwork in the different areas and spending years in carving a figure that is over there. And somebody said, well, isn't that frustrating? You've spent all this time over here doing artwork in a small corner of this cathedral. And The person would turn around and say, I'm doing this for the Lord. This is a labor of love. I enjoy doing this. This is what I was created to do, this artwork for the Lord. And I believe that that's the same thing as we see in the scriptures for people. Your service in heaven will be your worship. Sitting around bored, I I challenge you to show me anywhere that you would see. There's all kinds of amazing things going on in heaven. Revelation chapter 6, people are talking with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, you're being rewarded by God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, receiving praise from God. He's rewarding other people. In Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, I'm bringing my reward with me, and each one will receive a reward. It's a gift-giving time. There's all kinds of things. As a matter of fact, what is so fascinating in the Scripture is so many things are going on. I mean think about it. The angels are moving about and they're celebrating Revelation chapter 5. They're singing and they're joining with the the people of God and they're rejoicing and such. And all of these things are moving about and there's an electricity and an activity and Revelation chapter 4 the the uh just the scene of the color and the magnificence of what's coming out of the throne those Magnificent colors and the heavenly angels going around. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 3 talks about the seraphim. It's known as the burning ones are flying around singing the praises in a wonderful way, the the holiness of the Lord. And in that, there's an amazing thing to give you an idea of how exciting things are going. John gets shocked because in Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1, when the seventh seal of judgment is open, all the activity stops, and he says, I can estimate this to be a half an hour. So you see this, with everything going on, and I like to equate the activity of heaven is getting down and being in the middle of Times Square, or even more so, Times Square during uh, New Year's uh, night, uh, the uh, New Year's celebration, all kinds of things going on, great activity and, 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 and wonderful things going on. So when things get quiet, it's shocking to John, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1, oh, there's plenty of activity there. There's a lot of things going on. So I want you to know, you're going to retain your personality. You will retain your creativity and those things you're hardwired for in heaven. You do it for the glory of the Lord. See, I want you to understand something. The main reason we're going there is to be home with Jesus. Now, we've read about him, and we enjoy hearing these stories, and we just wonder at the things that he has done for us and how God has blessed us as the book of lamentation says his mercies are new every morning and he sends what the hebrew word is called kessed and that means loving kindness and we say oh lord if i could just thank you and do you know the bible says that we shall see him face to face and be able to thank him and then the lord says as we see in first corinthians chapter 2 Verses 9 and 10, we get bits and hints of what's going to happen, but it really says this. God says, you know, there's no way you could imagine what I have in store for you to express my eternal love for you. That's what God says. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, eye has not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who loved him, love him. And verse 10 says, well, now it's revealed to us in the Spirit, so we do get some hints here. But it's almost like we keep looking and we peel open a little bit here and there of the Christmas package before Christmas, and somebody says, oh, no, 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 you have to wait for the proper time. And that's what God really does. It's kind of a Christmas thing here. He shows us a bit in peace of heaven and an enjoyment in an afternoon or something like that or a wonderful church service or great fellowship with others or great deep prayer life. And the Lord says, you just wait till you get to heaven, and I'm really going to show you really the fulfillment of all that. All right. Keep that in mind. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate the fact we can be together. This is Brad here in the Questions About Heaven podcast. And I hope so much that you've learned something here, and those scriptures take them, look at them, be comforted by them. If you have questions, please contact me at at brad.zulon.org. brad, B-R-A-D, at Zulon, and Zulon is X-U-L-O-N, brad at Zulon.org, and I'll get back with you and help you as much as I can. We're talking about heaven, questions about heaven. Thanks so much. God bless you, and we'll see if we can have another podcast coming to you very soon